Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome to Democracy-ish. I'm Torre. And I'm Danielle Moody. I heard two maniacs took over the show last week. Got a lot of comments from people about Josh and Brittany. They are not here. And they, we'll see if they can ever return. They are maniacs. They talk some hot shit about you, Torre. Tour, tour, share. I don't even know. I I felt some type of way. Did you? Well, you know, I felt I I felt bad for you and your other show, Whack AF. But you know, here we are. (laughs) Here we are. But you know, I I can see why people like Josh and Brittany would be running scared from the microphone on a day like this when it looks like Donald Trump is one step away from being indicted and Mm. wearing the bracelets and going into the orange jumpsuit. Keep and singing the, that song, Torre. Keep singing that yeah, song. I know, and it just makes me so excited. And the GOP is fighting against uh, any sort of one-six inquiry investigation. We had to have a hundred ninety-eleven hearings about Benghazi, but um, we can't, over the course of four years. But right, we but had we can't have about we can't have any inquiry into what happened. On one six, when this country was attacked by its own citizens and our elected officials almost lost their lives, including Team Red. It wasn't just like uh, an attack on Team Blue. It was also they were looking to hang and kill Mike Pence. They would have hung and killed any elected official, Republican or Democrat, who they could have gotten their hands on. So why Republicans are standing behind them and protecting them, I have no idea. Well, according to Representative, what is his name? Clyde Snyder. I don't know his name. Andrew. Mm, Andrew who Clyde. decided to tell us that, what, don't believe your lying eyes, but believe the words that are coming out of my mouth. This man had the audacity to be on Zoom for a committee hearing to tell us that it wasn't terrorists that went into the Capitol on 1-6, that it was just a tour group, Torre, that it was just, a, it was, it was tourists. And, I, and I'm so confused because then the split screen, thank God for social media, then shows that motherfucker barricading himself along with other members on the floor of the house. And then another 
shot shows him cowering behind a Capitol Police officer who has his gun drawn. So I'm confused. Why was he acting that way if it was just a regular tour at Disneyland? You know, the GOP's gaslighting and outright lying uh, to Americans continues. And they are outright lying on any number of issues. Most of the major issues that animate the party, they are detached from reality about. And, you know, one thing that politicians are are effective or supposed to be effective messengers, right? Messengers, mm-hmm. right? The way that they talk about things is supposed to be sharp, incisive, and meant to, to turn you in their favor in the way they argue about things. If they wanted to take the tack of these people have important questions, they were angry about the election being stolen from them, how would you feel if you thought that the election was stolen from you and your chosen candidate? Well, if you put it like that, then you might have some tiny level of sympathy for these sort of people. I mean, like, imagine if we thought that Joe Biden had seven million more votes than uh donald trump but somehow donald trump was going to be re inaugurated. We, we would be furious i mean well we were pretty much crossing our fingers and toes and eyes hoping to god that republicans weren't going to be able to steal the election right, right out from under us and in front of us but here's the thing but no but we and wouldn't is- say but they're saying what you saw did not happen right And And that's what blows my mind, that you're going to say reality didn't happen. We have videotapes. We have photographs. We have records. We know what happened. It's as if they think that we are living in, what, the beginning of the 20th century, and we don't have access to technology. We don't have access to social media. You know, it's at we're at the point here where Republicans are so fucking crazy that I believe that their mental stability needs to be tested at this point for whatever his name is, Clyde, to literally look people in the face who were there with it. It's like, who are you fooling? Who are you lying to? We have you on tape scared to death, sir. It's just, I I don't, I don't like seriously. And then, and then, (laughs) and then today, Torre, they wanted to do a maskless protest on the floor of the House. Republicans on the floor of the House ripped off their masks, right, in protest to Nancy Pelosi, you know, not wanting to have people killed who are pretty much the average age of a septuagenarian. But and then they don't even want to be able to provide the information that, yeah, we're taking our masks off, but we've been vaccinated. So we're actually following the rules. And like, if we've all been vaccinated, can't we just go back to business as usual? Nancy Pelosi then comes out and is just like, we can't go back to business as usual because y'all motherfuckers won't allow us to, right? Because you won't actually comply. You either won't get vaccinated, right? Or, and you won't wear a mask. And so my favorite representative, Jamie Raskin, said to them, oh, you know, John Lewis would just be so proud. You're like a freedom rider. That's what he said to Republicans on the floor. And I'm thinking to myself, what must it be like to now hate the people that you work with? Like, despise them. Mm. Mm. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. There's no, 
freedom there's no revolution there's no there's there's no liberty in saying i refuse to wear a mask your rights are not being constrained you're at being asked to do something very small basic to take care of the other people around you it's like being asked to wear a seatbelt. it's that small and if you can't do that sort of a basic thing to help maintain the social fabric in the face of a global pandemic. I, I don't understand what's wrong with you, but the right lives outside of reality. Yes. So their thesis is COVID doesn't exist. The whole point of COVID was to make Trump look bad and get him out of office. So we need to act like it doesn't exist. You know no one in your district who suffered and died from this? In your in your own family. I mean, we reached an inconceivable number of deaths in this country that we're at a place where you know someone yeah. who either fell gravely ill to COVID or actually died. And so to continue to perpetuate this other big lie that this was no, no more serious than the flu, that like we don't have we're not in this big push for vaccination so that we don't look like India in the next couple of months. Because what would what did we learn that the variants don't stay in the country that they begin in? It spreads around the world. And so for them to continue to perpetuate this bullshit, I saw. Oh, my God. Marjorie Taylor Greene. That fool on the floor. And I'm saying to myself, why are you even there? Right. Like you've been stripped of all your committee duties. And frankly, we're at a stage where you need to be stripped of your voting power altogether. Can you imagine that that bitch, she has voting rights, but Eleanor Holmes Norton doesn't. The people of D.C. don't have representation. But this is who we have representing people in fucking like it's just. Oh, but I want to be fair to those who refuse to take the vaccination because they are not only on the right. They may be primarily on the right, but there is a lefty anti-vax group who talk about racism, who talk about not knowing what's in it, who talk about all these sort of anti-intellectual, anti-scientific things and talk themselves into thinking that they are justified to not take it. I love when they say, my body, my choice. That is not really relevant to this situation. Yes, it's your body and your choice, but the choice you're making is to put yourself and more importantly, others at risk of something that is highly contagious and has killed many people. And it's just inhumane and incredibly selfish to Mm -hmm. think that I don't need this. And, you know, most of the country is making that choice. It's about 60% of the country. It is not just the right that is saying we won't take it. Uh, About 60% of the country is like, we don't want it. And it's it's quite confounding to me that we get to basically the end of the COVID movie. I mean, can you imagine? You get to the end of the movie. And most people are like, yeah, I know that that was really bad, but uh, I'm going to take my chances with the COVID 
and I'm scared of the vaccine. You know, and the thing is, is I've talked to doctors and they're like, you know, we need to not shame people into, you know, into taking the vaccine or asking them these questions. But here's the thing, you know, we have now close to 200 million shots have gone into arms in this country. You have at least 40% of adults in this country have taken at least one shot thus far. Now we had a mad push uh, this week after the Pfizer vaccine was approved for ages 12 to 15 of young people getting the vaccination. And know what? No one has died from it. Right. But do you know how many people have died from fucking COVID? Right. Around the globe? Right. Millions at right. this point. No, the notion that we it's a human trial, it's still experimental, you're going to wait and see. There's a massive mountain of evidence of what this does, what it doesn't do. It doesn't change your DNA. It doesn't implant a tiny chip. It doesn't. I mean, the microchip that I have is only a little bit itchy. But other than that, I, I, it's fine. It doesn't short circuit my phone when I try and use it. You know, well, I love totally the people fine. who say, uh, you know, it, it, I don't want a microchip implanted in my body so they can track me. Tweeted from an iPhone. <laughs> I mean, you know, these people, I don't know what's in the vaccine. We talked about it on the show. The list of things in the vaccine is very short. It's very simple. And you who ate uh, some Chicken fast McNuggets food. Chicken McNuggets. And... You don't know what's in Captain Crunch, but you ate that. You don't know Washed what's in Washed it back McDonald's. with some Fanta. You don't, you don't know what the fuck is in that. You don't know what's in McDonald's French fries that you've been eating all your life. And you know what else? You don't know what's in COVID. You don't know the long-term effects of having COVID. So spare me with the, I don't know the long-term effects of the vaccine. Like, just, it's. From the New Yorker staff writer, Vincent Cunningham, a keenly observed novel of a young black man searching for his place in the world amidst a moment of historic change. Great Expectations is about David's 18 months working for the senator's presidential campaign. Along the way, David meets a myriad of people who raise a set of questions, questions of history, art, race, religion, and fatherhood that force David to look at his own life anew and come to terms with his identity as a young black man and father in America. Inspired by the author's experiences working on Obama's 2008 presidential campaign, Cunningham uses a political campaign as his narrative backbone. Great Expectations will be one of the talked about novels of the year, Colin McCann. Great Expectations is available wherever books are sold. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now, wherever you get your podcasts. This 
show is part of the Pro-Democracy Podcast Coalition. The midterms are coming and it's more important than ever that we protect and fix our elections. We all know that our government is broken. Politicians spend more time working for themselves, their big donors, and their political party instead of for us. We as Americans have had enough of the corruption, partisan bickering, and gridlock. Look, I get that all the nonsense makes you want to tune out, but I'm here to tell you there's reason for hope. Our political system is broken now, but we can fix it. That's why we've partnered with Represent Us, a nonpartisan grassroots organization that has helped notch more than 160 victories to improve our elections and give power back to the voters where it belongs. Right now until November, there are many, many ways you can get involved. Represent Us is working in cities and states to pass good government policies like ranked choice voting, and they're also recruiting folks to help staff the polls. Let's protect our elections now and for generations to come. Visit represent.us slash pod to learn more. That's represent.us slash pod. There's another story that I talked about uh, on my Twitter that I really loved. And the right is Josh and Brittany very, very upset <laughs> with me for talking about in Tampa, a 77-year-old white man who was a regular apparently at this Duncan right Duncan Donuts oh the one uh mm-hmm. the one that the one that got knocked the fuck out and died i mean the he didn't like the service that he was that he got at the drive through window came into the restaurant to tell the minimum wage workers about themselves Corey Pullholes 27 years old did not appreciate the tone he was being spoken to. The 77-year-old man called him a nigger. Corey gave him a shot. He said, say it again. Say it one more time. And the old man obliged him, and he said it again. Corey punched him in the face. Old man fell back and died. Hit his head on the ground of the Duncan and died. And you know what? Corey's going to jail. Corey's going to jail, but as you know, if there was justice in this country, he would not be going to jail. Well, there would only be justice in this country if Corey were white. Well, um, no, but I mean, like, if somebody claims self-defense and at your job mm-hmm. and calls you nigger, mm-hmm. whatever happens after that should be on them. I mean. And in a country that was just, in a place that was just, and didn't think that black people should just take the shit that is shoved down our throats on a regular basis, you know, we're just supposed to be meant to go up to podiums and cry and weep with our grief about trauma. And then we're supposed to take it from teachers, take it from bosses, N-word this, N-word that, blah, blah. We're just supposed to, me- we're meant to swallow everything. Look, if right? you use the N-word, you call me a nigger, mm-hmm. I-, I am not responsible for what happens after that. There's no, it's not like, there's a whole bunch of words. There's a lot of violence and oppression that is wrapped into that word. And I should not be legally responsible for what happens after that. And if white people are not afraid of violence happening to them after saying that, then we all have a problem. There's you plenty know, of videos, uh, you know, and, and I don't necessarily wish that the man died, but white people should take it as a cautionary tale that he died 
And that could be you too. Because there's plenty of videos on the Instagram where white man says to black man, nigger, usually in a convenience store, a lot of bullshit's going down in convenience stores. And the white man gets knocked out. I saw one from... They I've were seen on a, a bunch of times. Women get, knocked, women get knocked out too. I mean, you know, look, y- you shouldn't go there. Just don't go there. And there won't well, be a problem. Here's this. Much in the same way that uh, Derek Chauvin's defense attorneys tried to bamboozle the jury into believing that George Floyd would have died at some point that day if he had not come into contact with Derek Chauvin's um, inhumanity and his knee, that he would have died at some point anyway. People need to, one, be fundraising for young Corey, right, so that he can have the proper defense that he needs, so that then the what the defense will offer is that that man was old, he had, was sub, whatever, heart disease, heart failure, this, that, whatever it is that they want to say, and be like, you know, he was going to die at some point that day anyway, but he decided to put himself at fucking risk. Like, that's what I want to see. That's if, if we actually had a real justice system, then yes, one, if you provoke somebody and literally use a racial slur that can be considered a hate crime, and then somebody reacts to that, that's your fucking problem. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. miss me with the bullshit. I mean, really, you really think that we're supposed to be prim and proper yep. and 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 restrained after you come into my job which probably sucks and throw that word at me twice he gave him a warning he yeah. said don't say it again say you it again backed off and you thought the best thing to do was to call this young man like where is your responsibility for the situation because if you didn't say that word twice, you'd be alive. But you but, decided but where, you were going to. Where is, but here's the thing. We know that white people don't ever have to be responsible or be mm. held responsible. Mm. We need multiple videos from multiple angles. We need, you know, multiple testimonies. We need everything and the luck of God and the universe on our side in order to actually prosecute white people for doing the fucked up shit that they do. Mm-hmm. So when we like, you know, imagine this, I, I say it all the time, you know, you know who can start an insurrection? Black people, you know, who have been oppressed for s- centuries in this country and still manage to go to work and go to school and pay their fucking taxes, black people. But you know who have the ability to pop off and should fucking black people. God, I hope Corey has the right defense. We need to look into that. You know who's um you know who's running for Senate in Missouri? Who? Mark McCloskey, the lawyer who pulled his big gun on the BLM protesters who were walking by his house. <laughs> this white man's sole claim to fame is he pulled a gun on peaceful protesters who were walking by his house, going somewhere else. They did not care about his house. They were not there to attack him. They were going somewhere else to another home of an elected official who lived down the street. And the people, it's amazing how people fixate on a photograph of a broken gate 
when we saw them walking peacefully one by one through an open gate. And he and, and his- I, I don't I don't give a fuck if the gate was broken or not. You pull out an AR-15 that you don't even know how to fucking hold. Right. And his stupid fucking wife with her with her gun waving it around in our fucking face like it was a duster. Yeah, I said it and I made those two. And I can say that because I'm a woman and I don't give a fuck. Like I like it is so disgusting to me that you can be charged with a crime. But as long as you are rich and white, you think that your next recourse is to run for office. Right. But like, I, t- I God damn. Why did you tell me that? I didn't need to hear that today. I'm here trying to be in in joy because Donald Trump is moving from a civil investigation to, to a criminal, criminal investigation. investigation. And and now you want to tell me that McCluskey is running for Senate and will probably win? Well, I don't know if he's going to win. I don't know if Caitlyn Jenner is going to win. But the GOP. Don't bring up that bitch's name. Near. <laughs> do not talk to me about nobody's Caitlyn Jenner. Oh my God! Why she's not enough of an LGBTQ activist for you? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Caitlyn Jenner still likes to pretend that she has the privileges that she no longer has, and believes that somehow if she spews this bigoted bullshit that her old cronies are going to embrace her because she's just as vile as they are. You in the wrong body, friend, for that to fucking happen. That is not ever going to happen. They do not see you as a full and complete person, let alone somebody who they're going to fucking vote for. Okay, they're out here pushing, uh, pushing bills to make sure that trans kids don't get to play sports. And Caitlyn Jenner comes out and says, yeah, they shouldn't be allowed to play. Shut the fuck up. Why is she saying that? It's so disgusting. Well, because much like in the black community, you know, with Josh, not all kinfolk are not all folk, you know, line Mm -hmm. up just because you happen to be. Uh, you happen to represent one letter of the LGBTQ plus uh, community does not mean that you are actually supportive of the LGBTQ plus people. Right. And Caitlyn right, Jenner, right. case in fucking point. Right. You know, I find myself um, feeling solidarity with oppressed people all over the country and all over the world. And Israel has attacked palestine again this happens constantly americans generally don't talk about it and for some reason this time has been different at least in america in that finally we seem to be able to criticize israel and it not be deemed anti-semitic right we are not against judaism we're not against israel having a place at all but israel's occupation and oppression of palestine and palestinian people has been disgusting and gross and far too much far too oppressive and americans just barely don't generally don't hear about it and or think about it but our ally the leaders, the government of Israel, 
are committing atrocities against the people. And if you're like, I don't trust the American government, so I'm not taking your COVID vaccine, but don't you dare say anything about the government of Israel? Well, that just doesn't make any fucking sense. I'm part Jewish, so I could say this. I have no problem with Jewish people. I have no problem with the desire and the need to have a place on the globe. I am with that. But the way that Israel is treating Palestine now and historically is completely unacceptable. Let me tell you something that folks know that um, back in 2015, I went to Israel and Palestine on a journalist uh, cohort uh, trip to meet members of the Knesset and to meet advocates for Palestine in a two-state solution. And we were there for a week, and I was I was on in this cohort of folks with Mark Lamont Hill and you know and other um, uh, 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 Nagar Mordazavi, who is an Iranian journalist, like with other folks who this is their area of expertise. And I have to tell you that I have never experienced such trauma than the week that I spent in Israel and Palestine to know that my tax dollars are going to fund a genocide is disgusting. Right now, the Biden administration is still in negotiations to provide $735 million worth of artillery for Israel. As, As Biden, for the first time, came out and said, oh, well, very sternly, you need to start start this de-escalation now. And what I hate about the way that the media covers it, even though I think that they have made some steps in the right direction this time around, is that they keep talking about both sides firing. The, um, there are 58,000 Palestinians that are now displaced because of the bombings that Israel is doing in Gaza. And before that, before that, people keep saying, oh, well, you know, this came out of nowhere and Hamas and everything. They want to link Hamas with the Palestinian people and they want to link the fact that you can't criticize Israel with the fact that you're an anti-Semite. And here's the thing. Those things are not the same. No. Right? No. They began during Ramadan, the high holy holiday, evicting people from their homes. And this is a normal practice. Yeah. In Israel and Palestine, where the Israeli police force will go in. Imagine you being in your house in the middle of the night. Bang, 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 bang. Door kicks in. And you're told, Torre, you, your kids, your wife, got to get the fuck out. And then they blow up your home as you carry whatever it is that you can to go where exactly? This is what started during Ramadan, right? And there are hundreds of Palestinians that have been murdered, mostly women and children. But America continues to fund this. We continue to put ammunition into this part of the world. And then we want to talk about a fucking ceasefire. How about you cease using my tax dollars Mm. to kill people? Mm. I was just, you know, the way that American media and most American people talk about this is an extremely pro-Israeli way and if you saw yourself aligned with the oppressed in apartheid you Mm. see yourself aligned Mm -hmm. with oppressed 
people in the world throughout the diaspora. Palestinians are also part of that group, and you should read and further educate yourself on what is going on with them. And we can be critical of the government and the military of Israel without being yes. anti-Semitic. A hundred, a hundred and fifty percent. And without being anti-Zionist, because that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about treating these people in Palestine with dignity, not oppressing them. We can do that without being anti-Zionist. I'm telling you that when I was there, one, I came back with a great deal of trauma and was not able to sleep for like a month. I was very uneasy when I came back to the States because I felt like people were listening to conversations because of the way that we were treated when we were there. And the the similarities between the treatment of Black people in America and how they are treated, how the Palestinians are treated in Israel. If people only saw the pictures, if they only went into... Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Gaza has 40% unemployment. The people of Gaza are just stuck. They're not allowed into Israel. They're not allowed out, right? right? They're just fucking stuck. There's nowhere to run when these bombs are being dropped. There's nowhere to go. And it 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 is appalling and a disgrace. These people have been painted as if they are the terrorists. And I'm saying, don't have this conversation about both sides because this isn't a both sides. When you talk about 12 people in Israel being murdered and you're talking about hundreds upon hundreds and 50,000 plus people being displaced. Yeah, it, it is. Americans need to wake up and start to ask questions about where their money is going, because also, mind you, while we're giving seven hundred and thirty eight million dollars to Israel, we're being told that we don't have enough money for the infrastructure bill in in the United States that we that we can't raise the taxes on the wealthy but we out here funneling money to Israel the fuck out of here Make it plain covers politics and social justice from organizers to legislators it's the conversation you need to get woke Just deep breaths. Just, yeah. I mean, we have this Palestinian situation going nuts. We have the GOP going even crazier. We have a large, large swath of Americans who refuse to take the cure for the pandemic. And they keep asking, well, if you have the vaccine, then why do you care what I do? As if we don't have a collective society that requires. Uh, the economic participation 
of a large swath of the country. So as long as you have 60% of the country that really shouldn't be going to work, really shouldn't be out and about shopping. So you are either hampering the economy or you are putting the rest of us at risk by going around and, and, and aiding and abetting the variants. Right. So, I mean, like, put aside the medical situation. Surely you can understand the economic situation that you are holding back. You are preventing us from getting back to full participation as consumers but, and as workers. You know, what's what, you know, when you, when you mentioned the my body, my choice, right? And they, them having the, the right, having the audacity to use Blitz says that our, as well but to co-opt to co-opt our line but i'm specifically going to talk about folks on the right because they want to uh, equate this right as if you know they're not tr- as if right now because the supreme court has decided to take up the mississippi ban 15-week ban on abortion to further erode or completely get rid of roe v wade their whole hands up in the air screaming about abortion is like, if I have an abortion, that that affects you some fucking how. It doesn't. But you not wearing a mask or not having a vaccine affects everybody that you fucking breathe on. Right? So anytime that you listen to these folks who want to talk about their liberties and their freedom, it is always about the liberty and the freedom to oppress. The liberty and the freedom to do harm without any consequences. That's what they want. I'm just tired. I'm tired of them. I'm tired of this country. And the world is honestly really going to hell in a handbasket. Oh, news just broke. Mitch McConnell, he opposes the creation of the commission to investigate January 6th. Of course he does, because you don't want to be investigated because they don't want to be looked at. But yes, why don't we do another investigation on Benghazi, though? Let's do that. Let's look at it. Why don't we why don't we investigate Hillary Clinton's emails again? Maybe COVID was in there. The GOP is absolute and total trash. Fucking trash. Like, trash. I don't know how they go to work anymore. Like, Democrats, like, how do you even see... Like, we're at a place right now, you know, there was a time where these folks would, you know, argue on the floor go to drinks with each other. There was still civility, still this idea that you were all in it for the same reasons. Your ideology may be different. The policies that you offer may be different. But now we know we have a terrorist operation that is masquerading as a Republican Party. And Mm. then you have Democrats. Like, Mm. if we think that things are going to get better as we move into midterm elections and move into 2024, if we make it, to midterm elections in 2024, I'll be surprised. I'll be surprised. Well, I just fear Republicans taking over the House in 2022 or 2024 and then saying, we're not going to certify an election that we don't Of course, don't that's what win, they're going to do. Which sounds absolutely frightening. I mean, like, they are so party ahead of country that they would let democracy fail before giving an inch away from their party, which is downright frightening. Let democracy fail. Touré, they are building the tinder, pouring the gasoline, and lighting the fucking match right now. Like, that is what is going... This is the setup. It is the Maricopa County bullshit recount right now by Cyber Ninja Company 
that is a Trump outfit. It is all of these things are setting up for that exact scenario. That Trump is really going to go to jail. I think that a lot of people in Trump world, if we as this country do our due diligence, are going to go to jail. But I don't care about the rest of them. I, I want to see Trump go to jail. Do you think? Because I don't believe that this country really would put a former president in prison. I really don't believe it. I believe they would. They might fine him. They might. I just don't see a judge short of him, you know, actually physically murdering somebody and it being videotaped or something. Do you really think that this country is going to put an ex-president in prison? I don't think that's going to happen. Whether it should or not is different. Will that happen? I don't see it. Yes, I do. I think that we have to come to understand that if we are going to be a country governed by laws, where we continue to say this refrain that no one is above the law and Donald Trump is found guilty and his entire outfit is found guilty of committing, whether it is tax evasion, whether it is inflating his finances or what have you, we're going to let Donald Trump off with a fine. Like we're going to, we're going to think that that is going to stop the next Trump from coming in. And like, we don't, we have to understand too, that this isn't, they want to run this motherfucker in 2024. This is what they're all banking their hopes on. We so he s- has to go to jail in order to save our democracy. He has to go to jail in order for people to stop worshiping at his fucking feet. We say no one is above the law. Obviously, there is a class of people who are above the law in this country. That's without question. I, I mean, the notion that Trump going to prison would then make the GOP cured of their Trump sickness and they wouldn't want to vote. I mean, like that could go completely opposite direction. That could turn him in the, into the ultimate martyr who survived the system trying to pull him down. Uh, and, and, and now we have to rally behind him because look, they can't stop him. He did a bid and he's back. Or he's running from prison because he's so powerful. I mean, like, oh, my but God. You, you you can't. You can't, as a convicted fucking felon, run for president. You can't even vote in some places as a convicted felon. But we think that this motherfucker is going to be convicted and then what? And run for office? That's not how this works. You think that this is the law that the GOP? I mean, these people who won't get vaccinated and won't wear masks and don't believe in reality, this this is where they're going to? I mean, like, what do we need to do to tell everybody you can write him in? He can't be legally on the ballot, but you can write. They can't stop you from writing it. I mean, like. Let them write. Let them let them waste their vote. I don't care. Let them write it. Let them write him in. I don't care. But the laws dictate the actual truth of this country and dictate our democracy. And if we are going to abandon laws because somebody at once held the title president and say that, oh, because he was president, he can do whatever he wants. And remember, Donald Trump told us that he could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and, and shoot, shoot somebody them. and not and not and and as and gain as, followers. As much as I hate him, I would hope that he would be convicted because he broke the law, not because 
the left wants to prevent him from running for office again. Right. I want to prevent him from running from office again because he's a fucking criminal. Okay, but I, 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 there's also a difference between being convicted and doing time. There's no, there, you, you don't have to, you don't have absolutely. to go to prison just because you've been convicted. Right. Any judge would have the discretion to say, you know, here's the sentence. And I imagine the pressure on any judge would be immense against sent against setting the precedent that we could send a former president to prison. Let me tell you something, Tore. I hope that this is a problem that we get to have. I hope that the evidence is so glaring, is so detailed, which I believe because a black woman is leading the charge. I hope that we get to a point where we are going to be talking about, will he be convicted? Will he not? Because if we're having that conversation, it means that that motherfucker is on trial. And so that is then the time to have the, and I hope that we get there. I want to have that conversation too. I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The, the, my hope and my thought of what will, I can't, I can't believe you thought that Chauvin was getting off but you think Trump is going to prison. I was always like, Chauvin's going to prison. And I'm like, Trump is not going to prison. He might get, he might get convicted. He ain't going to prison. I don't know. People thought that, what was, what was the big mobster uh, that they finally caught on racketeering? And people said, Simpson? oh, he's, who? O.J. Simpson? No, the mobster. <laughs> um, that was caught for racketeering. Like, they finally took him down because of taxes. Not all of the John bodies Gotti? that were buried. Gotti, all of them, eventually they fall. And I, my hope is that it will, because the implications for the country, this isn't just about holding a crooked businessman accountable. This is about setting the tone for how we move forward as a country. Okay. Um, thank you for listening to Democracy-ish as the country slowly falls apart and dumpster fires line the streets. I'm Tore. You used to be a lot more hopeful than that. I'm Danielle Moody, and I'm telling you folks, hang the fuck on. There's all sorts of bullshit going on. What are we hanging on for?